Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Comfort Free Conversations. And today's episode is Are Men Still Necessary? This is a pretty controversial subject going on right now, and I thought it was a relevant conversation to have. But I would also like to give people a trigger warning. There are mentions of rape in this episode. So for sensitive audiences who may have traumatic experiences, here's the heads up. It's completely okay if you can't engage in this episode. And for everyone else, we're here to undo everything you think you know. Welcome to another episode of Comfort Free Conversations. Today we're here with Tell Mikkel and Sam Dupe. How you guys doing? We're doing good, brother. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited. I think today is an interesting and a necessary conversation. Super important for men and fathers everywhere. So I'm excited to see what we talk about, guys. I'm digging it. Yeah, I'm ready too. to get into it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So, so today's title is Are Men Still Necessary, right? Uh, <laughs> ironically, this was prompted. I was in a um, chat room and it was a bunch of feminist women kind of like expressing their frustrations in a, in a comical way. It wasn't supposed to be taken entirely serious, but mm-hmm. I think it's a real question that I believe that society is beginning to ask. Are men still necessary? You know, we have a lot of uh, attacks on our, our concepts uh, that we've relied on for a while, such as gender and stuff like that, to where the idea of the father is being changed from the traditional roles that it has been considered as. Um, And I obviously think that there is a reason that it's being changed or being attacked. And I think there was a lot of harm done in how we viewed a man to be, but I don't think that it's it's necessary to wipe out the idea or identity of a man or a father as a whole. So I thought it was an important conversation to have. What do you guys think? I mean, that's kind of wild. I mean, even if you take out the fact that you have to have a man to actually make the baby, I mean, just like, <laughs> yeah, take that out, take that piece. Just kind of like remove that part. Not important I mean, whatsoever. It, it, right, it, but the 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 concept that we don't add any other value other than the chromosomes, right? right. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of wild, considering especially what data shows, uh, the importance of a father. Uh, is in a child's life in terms of the 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 multipliers when the father's not involved. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't know how society would look in the absence of men. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. what does that even look like? Right. Um, I mean, so that, I, the, the, the reason I think the reason you're saying that is because it's unnatural. Yeah, it's you just know, it, it doesn't it, sound it, natural. It's it's unnatural. The 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 male or the male figure is a part of natural life, you know, and that's that's not just. It's not just human, it's animal as well, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very rare that you don't find a male version of an animal in, in you know, in uh, nature. And so I think that that's the piece of it that, you know, I would kind of like, I, I don't understand. And, and to be honest with you, I know, like, you're probably in um, these groups with, I mean, you're listening or watching mm-hmm. feminists kind of joke around and play around with it. And the what happens in, in those in those spaces is jokes happen, but you know, when people talk about jokes, 
there's two sides to a joke, right? Oh, I used you to say there's truth in every joke. Yeah, there's a little truth <laughs> in there. Like you may be playing around, but there's some right. truth in there. And I I would say, I mean, this is a part of like just talking to people who would talk about feminists, right? Because feminism is about more so about equality. Right. It's not about diminishing the man mm-hmm. to right. bring the woman up. It's actually about bringing the woman to the level at which society has placed Mm-hmm. And so I think that when you know you're talking about these jokes or these uh, interactions that you're having with feminists, I challenge feminists who diminish men and say that you may you may not be as feminist as you think. Mm-hmm. You're actually anti-men, right? And yeah, feminists That's actually good. pro-women. And so when you're when you're when you're putting yourself in a position where you're. Uh, diminishing men i'm not saying that you want to bring yourself up but when you're actually saying okay men are not needed you know or the the idea of the masculine or the male is not needed then you're then at that point you're not even looking for somebody to be equal to you're looking for somebody to be superior to and so that's something to be you know something to be thought about something to talk about when you're talking about you know men and the need for men in society what is that like gender eugenics or something? Yeah, I mean, or something. It's like <laughs> it's like an experiment or something. It's like, all right, you know what? We're gonna try, we're gonna try this shit out. Um, uh, when when you brought this topic to me though, I was uh I, I started like thinking about it a whole whole lot though, because we're we you know, we're talking about men in society and whether or not we're useful. Mm-hmm. And I started asking myself, what are we useful for? Mm-hmm. You know, what is what 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 do we what purposes do we serve? You know, I think that, uh, of course, things have changed, you know, what you would consider uh, when you think about what a man is, the the things that used to pop into your head are probably not the same things that pop into your head now. Mm -hmm. And so and I think that that as the change is happening, instead of people embracing a new style, not necessarily a new role, just a new style, new way of doing things. You know, back in the day, manufacturing jobs were a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Men worked with their hands. They were mechanics. They, you know, they they did all. Yeah, but these... see, the problem is World War II proved that you didn't need a man to work in the factory. And, and that's that's a bet, man. <laughs> that, and that's that was the bet. problem. You get what I'm saying? And, that, and to be honest with you, that's not even a problem for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I am perfectly okay with the fact that it it proved that women could work at the same level as men, right. doing, doing certain things. My issue with it is. You know, remember we we had the conversation on um on our podcast, uh, women drive the message. Yeah, uh, you're talking about like men. We don't necessarily. It's not like we our job is not bringing home bacon anymore. Like we don't. That's not, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that ain't what we do anymore. Like it's, no. we're we're not the bacon bringers. We are. You know, we we but we still provide. And I think that that's the piece that uh, a lot of women are are missing, or people that trying to diminish the male role are missing we provide things in the household and you're gonna have women that are listening like what do y'all provide well i i, I would go to go as far as saying you know having a stable man provides a real partner for you to do things with provides a sense of stability in your household provides somebody that can potentially look at things a little less emotionally or outwardly emotional and can sometimes look think of things from a more objective standpoint, not to say that women cannot do that, but there are, you know, we have hormonal differences and that's just, that's just science. And sometimes 
our hormones will balance out the, the state of the household. We provide, I know in my home, I provide peace. You know, that's my, that's my goal. My goal is to keep my emotional household at a certain level. And so, you know, when you start talking about providing, everybody's ready, you know, everybody want to talk about the money, you know, but there's a lot more that comes along with that. Or, oh, and I forgot about, I didn't even come into the protection piece of it, but will I let somebody else talk? <laughs> that was another piece, you know, that I feel like, you know, you know, you, you have women that kind of like, we don't need no protectors, you know, I'm strapped, I can do this, I can do that. But, you know, we protect other things as well, you know, outside of physical, everybody thinks about men as a physical force, mm -hmm. but I protect my, my wife from her, from her own emotions. I protect my wife from when she feels like mm -hmm. she's inadequate. You know what I'm saying? I protect my wife from the kids sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Those type of things. Cause kids don't give a damn what you, what you think you are. They'll tell you about yourself when you're not meeting their standards. Mm -hmm. And so the, I can protect from other things outside of physical harm, but I can also put them paws on you too. So that's another piece of it. So that's just kind of, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. When I'm trying to think about the, the, I think that we have to start, start uh, allowing the, the traditional definition of what men are to evolve over time. Cause time, everything changes. That's yeah. I, it, I would, I just want to add, that you know, I Sam has this perspective on it, and I, I kind of look at it from uh, the psychosocial perspective. So, you know, historically, you know, men, we knew we were the brawn, right? We protected our our children and and our tribe, if you will, from threats, animals, other tribes that had the warring tribes. It's like we we provided a certain level of strength that helped to stabilize our societies. And I would argue that that actually still exists mm -hmm. um, in, in the sense that, for example, a child is born. The first thing you do is you give the child to the mother. You get, and I'm, I'm big on the chemistry versus character perspective. So oxytocin gets released. The child falls in love with the mom. The mom falls in love with the child. All of that stuff works. And it's the mother is nurturing the child. Mm -hmm. She is, for lack of a better phrase, humanizing the child. Okay, any creature that has that bears children, there's a period like, for example, just quick, fast, metaphorically, if you will, uh, say a female dog has puppies. You're not supposed to take those puppies until at least six weeks or more from the mother, because if you don't, the puppy doesn't learn the pack style. They become overly aggressive and anxious as adult dogs. Well, it's the same principle, the same chemicals that, that dogs release, oxytocin, is the same for in us. Like if we take a child away from the mother, they end up becoming sociopathic. So we follow the same path. So the mother is necessary for nurturing. The father is more of an, uh, a way for a child to burn off their anxiety, interact with the father, play with the father. The father can be the big play kid for them. But we also give them a sense of security because if something happens, they call daddy. Daddy is a bug. Daddy is a rat. Daddy, that whatever you know. Daddy is yeah, an animal that's outside. That's natural, they, man. They, gonna, yeah, it's, it's natural. It's natural. It, yeah, they're gonna and call so him. the absence of a man creates an overly anxious human being, adult. Mm -hmm. So to say that a man is not needed for lack is kind of naive in not understanding the human condition and why 
you got to have both sides. I think both parents uh, are both are needed, man and woman. But honestly, beyond our job titles, the only purpose we have is procreation. I mean, man or woman. Like if you break it down to the very last compound, what is the purpose of having a man and a woman to procreate? Mm -hmm. You can't remove one and expect to be successful. You're not asexual yet. So <laughs> you, you have not gotten to that. Right. Point. Why are you aspiring to be asexual? That's not your, that's not how you set up. So instead of learning, my issue with anti-men is that instead of them learning better social skills or better, or how to even discern who to have as a mate, mm -hmm. they put the responsibility on the irresponsible man that they chose. Yeah. And, and I always tell women like y'all need, I, I don't tell women how not to be thoughts. Or how not to, you know, I'm just saying like that. It's real. I understand. It's real. I mean, I don't tell them how to not be. So don't tell me or another man how to be a man. Let me tell him that. And I don't have a problem doing that. I mean, Sam and I talk all the time. Like, I don't have ever a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, men can call out men. Men can say, hey, look, you're not really living to the standard of what a man is. And, you know, and. And when I hear women, when I hear women say that they're, they don't see men do this, they don't see mm -hmm. men do that. Yeah. I make it clear to, to women that I talk to, like, look, a lot of times that's men's business. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to chastise a man in front of a gang of women because you want to see me do this. Right. You know I, got, I got witnesses. <laughs> I got evidence. Yeah, it's now. like, I, you know, I'm not going to redirect my brother just because it's like oh well you saw him do this like we, you don't know what, what conversation we had in the car right you don't know what we talked about when we got together you know you know the week after or whatever the case may be and so you know i i am a big proponent in men staying in men's business and women staying in, in women's, women's business. Business. i'm big on that like i'm not i'm i am not gonna tell a woman how to be a woman i'm not going to attack your femininity well, I, I don't know. Those are things that I don't know. And I think that people have to start staying in their lane, for lack of a better term, not necessarily because I, I don't want people commenting on what men you, you can have an opinion. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like allow men to be. You know, and, and well, allow I want men to, to allow become women men. To that's a good yeah point. that too that too yeah because we're not born that way we have to grow into this, yeah. this this manhood this womanhood so i think a lot of that's true there's a couple of variables that i think that are really important like one is in the journey of allowing men to become men uh how do we hold them accountable for the damage that they do in the in the works of that right so you know, if you think about a lot of feminist issues and uh, like the fact that we are, let's say, physically stronger creatures, conversations such as rape and then the integrity of, of a woman's words not being held at the same esteem of a man. So they can't really stand up for themselves. So I think there's a lack of trust in the societal definition of a man to become what he's supposed to be. Right. And so, like, if you think about two parents, right regardless if you have a son or a daughter, uh, both parents are going to have a say in what it means to be, right? Like, like uh, if you have a son, the mother's going to have a large say in what that son grows up to be, just as much as the father is. And if you have a daughter, you see what I'm saying? So I don't know if it's this exclusive 
responsibility like oh i'm a man so let me deal with a man well let me let me i mean i, I hear where you're coming from i think for me um there's a space where there's you know childhood right uh-huh. and then typically in these in in most societies there's a rites of passage right uh from childhood to womanhood to manhood there's something that signifies we're about to have adult conversations from this point on yeah right and and i think that that is something that it may be lost in our society to a degree. There's obviously subcultures in our society that that still uh, celebrate those rites of passage on a like it's a it's almost as uh, important as important as any other holiday. You know uh, what is it? Is it? I'm trying to remember what it is in the um, Latina com- community. The, the quinceañeras. Quinceañeras, yeah, like that, or or, yeah. or in the Jewish community, you know, the bar mitzvah. The so, you know, those cultures in America still celebrate that and they live by that. But in terms of the African-American or black American, whatever, you, you know, epitaph you go with, we've lost that. And sometimes our kids get introduced to adult ideas too early mm-hmm. without saying, Hey, guess what? You are not, you are an adult or you're not an adult. Like we don't draw the line enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of the mother and the father playing a part in who that child will become, it's going to come from our modeling behaviors. So right. children learn from watching their parents. If, if my kids see my wife be disrespectful to me and, and belittle me and, and all this other stuff, then that's going to impact my son's self-esteem mm-hmm. yeah. because I'm him and he's me and he sees it, right? Absolutely. And, and, and vice versa for my daughter. I have twins. Then vice versa for my daughters. If if you know she sees me, you know berate and be abusive towards her mother, how does that impact her psyche about herself? Yeah. And so that that's what I'm saying. Like I think there's two conversations. But once Miles hits, you know, 14, I'm just arbitrarily throwing that number out there. When he hits 14, our conversations are going to be a little bit more adult. Right. And then it, I already talked to him about manhood. He's eight. I definitely will be everything that he does is me gut checking him every time he does something like a little boy or something that's immature. And that's my responsibility to him. Now, if I met a grown man acting like a child and he's my peer, the type of man that I am, I will call him out on some shit. And that's the difference between, you know, a woman's business and a man's business. Like, I'm not going to berate another man in front of my wife or my kids. But if Miles is with me, he's 15 and I see a man do something crazy. Guess what? He's going to see me have a conversation with that man because he needs to do that in his peer group too. So every, everything that I'm doing, I'm trying to model model that healthy behavior so that I'm transferring the skills that I've learned. I'm a, uh, and I don't know if you know this, man, I'm an actual trained therapist, but, but the skills that I learned in becoming a therapist I didn't have, you know, unfortunately my father couldn't pass this stuff down to me because he didn't have the tools himself. Right. So I'm trying to change some generational stuff and and that's why it's important to me. Exactly. I mean, and you brought up the, the trust factor mm-hmm. and Mikhail's talking about modeling behavior and that's a right. that's a big key in developing that trust as well. There are a lot of there, there are a lot of women that grew up and saw their dads act a fool. Yep. And yep. so they get older and then they, they can't trust the men that they encounter. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they there's some that hold them in on a on the tightest leash you could think of because they're just waiting for that moment for the man to act the way they their fathers did, mm-hmm. or you know, vice versa. You know, for Hell, some of them seek it. Yeah, I mean, you're right, and some of them are. That's a part of their. <laughs> that's the pathology. They just looking they for the that. passion. We yeah. passionate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm like, that's what I'm used to, right? They talk about right. what they're it's used home. to, and so it's like, that's a that's that's a piece of it, and and um. You know, it it is a it it is a a a horizontal relationship between parents and 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 children, but it's also it also turns out to become I said horizontal, I meant vertical relationship between parents and yeah. kids, but it also ends up being a horizontal relationship as they get older. Yeah. And so I mean I, I understand the issues that they have as far as uh as as far as like trust and you know, when you're talking about rape, you know, that's a that is unfortunately a, a lot of times. I mean, me and Mikhail, you you know, as far as rape is concerned, that's not a there's, there's zero tolerance for that type of stuff. Mm, right. Real men have zero tolerance for that type of thing. Yeah. You However, you know, from a from a social standpoint, you know, we we can't pretend that um we don't necessarily like men don't necessarily benefit from the way society has handled rape or 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 sexual battery for women you know traditionally right and so and, and so it's about it's about men in general men calling it out when they see it men making sure that you know it, it, within our groups that it doesn't it's not glamorized you right. get what I'm saying? it's not glamorized and it's not it doesn't become something that we uh we we take lightly when we see it you know and but so, I mean, I, and i agree so first off let me say i'm not uh I, I, I'm definitely a pro men holding men accountable. Yeah. More of what I'm questioning is, okay, so there's a, there's a, I didn't want to mention this this early in the conversation, but I think often the issue is that we confuse systemic issues with personal issues, right? Systemically, men have been known to be oppressive when you look at the collective. That doesn't, that doesn't portray to every individual the same way. Yeah, you can and just because it. you are oppressed as a woman doesn't mean you don't have personal issues as a woman. And so I think those things are often conflated. So when you have an individual relationship with a particular person, um, that, gets, that gets portrayed as all men, right? Or vice versa, you have a perception of how all men are and you hold one person accountable to what you feel about the entirety of, of men. So, but the reason I mentioned that is there's these two different relationships. How am I functioning as an individual and how do I fit into the collective, right? And so what I'm questioning is how as a collective do they hold us accountable as a collective, not us individually going men to men. Uh, yeah. I think that's necessary and important, right? I don't think they know how. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no book on how to hold, how women can hold men accountable. Right. You know, you can hold a child accountable, not a man. I think, and that's kind of back to Sam's point about, you know, mind your business. Like they're, Hmm. because men are not going to listen to women. They're not going to listen, like, just like women are not going to listen to men. Like it's, it's, you respect, one of the things, let me back up and say this. One of the things that I really appreciate about uh, community women as a community is that they are a community. Like they, they have support groups for 
everything everything woman. everything everything woman it don't matter if you like uh if you you like plaid clothing there's a there's a <laughs> there's a group support for group for it. that's something that they do to help culture and develop and grow their women and to me honestly because we don't have that i feel like that's one reason why they're ahead of the curve on a lot of things whether it be you know, uh, education or whether it be career or starting businesses, the data shows that they are definitely the growth group in our sector, in our sector of, of America, right? And I think that that's one reason why is because they're able to, you know, shore up their shortcomings because they have support groups to help model this behavior. If they turn around to us and tell us how to be men, isn't that emasculating? So this is what is I'm that saying. What you, it's so I want to make sure I'm understanding your question. Like, are you that, saying that women should hold us accountable? I, absolutely. No, I think I think what he's I think what he's saying is from from like if we're using sexual assault as a, as he's saying how how can women collectively hold men collectively accountable? And like and unfortunately, the way I look at it, and I hate to say it this way, because the it we we can't pretend that there's not a power structure, right? Right. There is they, we live in a right, society. It's a power structure. It's created in a way, and it was created by men. And so, even even when women are going forth and having to prove whether a man assaulted her or raped her, whatever the case may be, it is like you you need you know you need evidence. You need somebody placing them there. You need there's there's a lot that goes into it. If and, you're gonna if you're gonna have legal case, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna Simply, go into, you don't have to do yeah. that. Yeah, but if you're going into a legal case, which is mm -hmm. uh, my assumption is that's that's the the goal. If somebody personally harms you, that should be one of the 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 consequences you're looking for. But right. the issue that's happening is this: as, as a society, it's very difficult to prosecute those type of yeah. those it's type of cases, right? There's not a yeah. It's just it's, it's, it. well. I mean, we're we're yeah. a victim of society. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. How can you, I don't know any other way outside of the systems that are in place for women to hold men I mean, accountable. It, so I'm thinking about that. Doing, I'm, trying to think I'm okay about with it. Like, I don't have an issue with the, the Me Too movement. I think that's good. I think it's it, because there's a lot of people that are saying, you know, we had no, you know, we had no idea these things were going on. I had no idea women were getting harassed in this. Yeah, manner. but when I hear that, I think about people when they say they didn't know racism still existed. Like, no, I agree. I agree with you. But what I'm saying is it's creating a broader platform Boy. to like, to, to get to the point where now it's unignorable We've, whether or not you're lying because i think a lot of people are lying lie. about this <laughs> you know a lot yeah. of people lying there about this shit because i know like you know you see you see men in the right place you know how they act you you've interacted with with, with dudes I've, this, listen bro i've this, seen people speak on the me too movement like they're a partner in it and then six seven months later shit came out that they were doing stuff <laughs> they were doing like, stuff. yeah like so that's what i mean like it's you know, it's a, it's a, okay, but I will say that there's probably a large amount of people who lie, right? But there's also it just has created a much larger space for it to be recognized that this is much more normal than we think. Like what what I'm saying is we defend ourselves, and so I'm affirmative for men. I think men is a good thing in the proper context. However, I cannot deny the fact that when we defend ourselves, we overlook a lot of things. That's why there's so much information being put into what is rape, because the culture yeah. behind we interact with one another is almost based 
on on the precepts and suppositions of race. Like like we think it's cute when you say no. So we're gonna we take that as an affirmative to to push harder to get you to say yeah. And so part of that is flirting. I understand that, but part of it is also extremely dangerous. Yeah, right, it's look. dangerous. And I yeah. and I'll give I'm gonna give you a personal <laughs> experience with that. I was raised no means no. Right. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that my experience is something that can be generalized. However, I've heard a similar sentiment from women. Mm-hmm. I was involved with this young lady. Things were getting hot in him. And she was like, no, no, I don't think we should do it. And I stopped. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was like, stop, stop. Yeah. And she was like, what's, she was like, what's wrong? Full stop, period. Yeah, full stop. <laughs> and, and she was like, what's wrong? I was like, you said no. She was like, and you know, she said a couple other words, but she was like, yeah. I'm kidding. That I was just trying to spice it up. I wanted you to be more, you know. And I was like, no means no. <laughs> all, like, right, <laughs> all right, let, look, let, let me say this. And this is not, I am not of that opinion. However, I'm, I'm of that opinion. I'm okay with no means no. Right. But I watched this show and I, I, I hate, I mean, and I watched this show and I think it's called The, the Affair. And mm-hmm. there's like a it's a it's a lady that was on there. She was like a, a scholar and she she studies she studies sex, I believe, mm-hmm. and and sexual interactions. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how how sex or just interactions between men and women are not verbal. That's true. And 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 she was just saying that, you know, the, she, she, this is her, this is not me, by the way, and I'm just putting it out there, just, <laughs> so just give you guys get hate mail. About. but yeah, because I'm good, don't send me hate, hate mail, but this is something I listened to, and I thought was interesting, and I just want to put out there, but she was just like, consent is not words, it, there, you can feel consent, like most, she's like, hold on, just listen, just hear me out, I'm, I'm here, I'm she's listening. like, I'm listening. most kisses don't start with, may I kiss you, there's a there's a feeling you guys are vibing whatever the case may be and then eventually somebody makes the move right whether, in. Woman, yeah. whether it be the woman or the man somebody makes the move she the man if the woman makes the move she usually doesn't ask the man may I kiss you right it's a it's a it's a it's a physical understanding and I think that what that's uh that's something that she was putting out into the atmosphere now I do understand that there is that I consent is a spectrum right no yes may it may be yes here but no like when you get to the middle and so you have to understand that and make your decisions as soon as you get to the point where there's no whenever at any point you you stop um I I definitely so I I gotta ask you this Amir I want to ask him because this is since since we're on this because there's the the social understanding and then there's the legal understanding of it right yeah. And, and what I mean by that is like, you know, if you go out and you meet a young lady at the bar and y'all are having a couple of drinks and, you know, you she may have leaned in. And, no. Yeah, she may have leaned in, kissed, whatever, whatever. And y'all take it back to the spot. If things go far enough and she wakes up and regrets it, legally in the state of Georgia, you could be charged with rape. And and I had, so we did this, I, I do this presentation to some young men that, that, uh, Sam and I are tied to. And I'm like, you know, it's cool to have a party. It's cool to have, you know, young ladies have a good time. But please keep in mind that you need consent, verbal and nonverbal. Exactly. Witnesses of consent, if you can, or yes. find a way to prove because, <laughs> and this I mean, is, I'm going to tell you, this is how sexist the law is. 
the sexist is that if she has had something to drink and she changed her mind when she sobers up, it's considered rape. If I had something to drink and I was like, man, I look over, I'm like, man, I can't believe I slept with her. Like she must have yeah. been pushing up on me. There's no rape yeah, there. It, there's, so there's we're saying there. that the woman is the weaker, weaker sex and you know how you know it's so sad that she you got her drunk like it's it's almost putting wholly all responsibility on the guy yeah, I mean, and, and the person it, with the dominant power structure i don't i definitely think it causes ambiguous situations but what it give me a better solution that's the first thing i want to say second thing i want to say is like I, and I, I'm agreeing with you about this this uh, verbal consent. I think some of it is unrealistic in the same way that you're saying, Sam. Mm, like yeah. you're like you're like this is nonverbal. But here's my argument: If you were confident enough to have sex with her, you're telling me you're not once you once those verbal once those nonverbal cues have been given to you, you don't have the you have the confidence to stick it in, but you don't have the confidence to say, "Is this okay?" You know, like if you've got all the ver- like, nonverbal cues and you're confident enough to initiate that action. You don't, it doesn't have to be, do you accept my request to have sexual <laughs> intercourse? Like it could just be as simple as, is this all right? Are you sure? Are you certain about what well, you're about to do? Well, I think, I think, uh, I, basically I just to, let, let her put it in. Yeah. I mean, or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause I just don't, uh, I, I, I operate in a really realistic natural space. I, I, I have never asked. You know, I'm just being honest and I have never raped either, by the way, but I'm just saying right. that that's the, that's the way I look at it. And I think that if we really want to take a deeper look at it, you know, we, we, we dance, Americans or teenagers, college kids dance with rape culture every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause the idea of getting drunk or getting, going out, getting yeah. drunk, getting high and then going home having sex is something that happens on a regular basis. And so what happens, what sucks about it is, you know, I'm based on the standard of rape, meaning drunk people having sex, I don't know anybody who hasn't crossed that. Right. Off the list. I'm that's, just saying that, and that's what sucks about it because it falls into the same category. 20 years later. So, so here's I can what come I'm back saying. and say, yeah. It, <laughs> It falls into the same category of two consenting adults who were drunk versus, you know, two adults who, you know, maybe one person, you know, took advantage of the other, but is still two drunk people. And right. so it's like, you know, it's one of those instances where all squares are, well, all rectangles are squares. I don't know, whatever the hell all that is, but, you know, like, but not all. Yeah, all squares are rectangles. Yeah, all, all squares are rectangles and not all rectangles are squares. So okay, it's but- like, you know, and that's that's the piece of it. It's like it's four sides, it's four the four sides, four corners, but one looks this way. And because and and of course for for a specific reason, you know, but then the others like look different. And so it's like you're dancing in the same lane when when you're talking about the way our culture is, you know. I mean, so I'm, it's it's complicated. But I tell youngsters now, like youngsters that are in college, I was like, look, it's better to be safe now because I'm not going to pretend like back when I was in school that it wasn't just a normal thing. You get what I'm saying? But like now I'm like, no, you need to know that you know that you know that, you that know. this is something. <laughs> that, I'll be honest with you. I'd be like, man, just, that, just get in a relationship. To go down. Just, just get a girlfriend. I mean, I mean, buddy. Or, <laughs> yes. Get a girlfriend. Okay, it's safer. It's safer. 
I'm gonna make this little comment and then I'm gonna bring it back in. But the that's the thing though. Like this is this people act like you can't rape your girlfriend, but that's a whole nother. Nah, I don't mean it like that. You can. They'll, they'll get it twisted. I'm just saying like it's. <laughs> you got great, less chance of catching a rape charge with a girlfriend than you can. Right, I, and I definitely agree. So, but like the whole point of we've been got deep into this thing, but the whole yeah. point of bringing this up is it's extremely important when you have a dominant power structure or one that is in favor of man and the power structure of man. Where's the security for them as a collective? Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying how do we, I'm saying it is still necessary for them as as the oppressed or marginalized group to be able to have some facet to hold us as a collective because let's say this if your boy if, if, if somebody you know not well you know them you don't know them well comes to tell you your boy raped her and he actually raped her regardless of if he raped her or not your loyalty to your boy is gonna be like he's a man he probably didn't do that. I trust his character, right? As someone from that power group. But if you got another woman coming along to understand the fact that they are in the insecure space, you see what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying- it's No, because that, like, that's happened. That's, Johnny I could speak, no, yeah, no, I, I personally know your ass getting whooped where <laughs> I come from. Like it's not, but, and I know that I'm unique. I know my situation may be unique amongst circles. I actually, uh, it's happened well, when twice. Did you him? As soon as I see him, like it's Why? it's wreck on site because I'm asking you, hey, what happened with old girl the other night? And if he started, well, uh, 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 <laughs> that, that double, like nah, you bro, you getting nah, popped? It's, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, but but to be honest, it happened on both sides. I had a friend of mine get charged, and it was his girlfriend claimed that he raped her, and he was facing charges. And all it really boiled down to, he was popular, he was a DJ, and you know, a girl that she didn't like, liked him. Like it was just so high schoolish, and it was yeah, in college. Bullshit. It was some bullshit. And this man almost lost his freedom. Mm -hmm. And she recanted. Wow. And then apologized. And his dumb ass went, they started back there. I was like, you crazy that a motherfucker. Uh, but I went back. But the point is, you know, it, it could be on both sides. Right. Yeah. Um, and in his instance, I knew the truth because the date in question, I knew where he was. He wasn't even with her five minutes. He had dropped some stuff off and we had to go do an event. Mm -hmm. My point is simply, I have a no tolerance attitude towards uh, men being physically violent with women. Mm -hmm. it's just it's just i don't fuck with that I when i saw somebody pushing on this girl i ran up and i i punched him and got him off of her and it's sad that i you could see shit like this happening and this is in college communities this right. is yeah. not oh, like yeah, in the street i ain't talking about no, like on the street shit i'm talking about like <laughs> higher education and and that to me is what you know people appreciated me even though she kind of was like shocked about it but her friends and everybody else was like whenever i saw them or it was in, in the lunches when my uh traditional age sam um yeah. you know it, it was it was evident that society accepted my reaction and that's just how i've been once i got rewarded for behaving like that and i was young i was like 19. Uh, when i got rewarded for behaving like that no i'm sorry i was i was 17. 
Okay. I went to college early mm-hmm. and I was rewarded. Mm-hmm. So that stuck with me. Yeah. And I think that that's what has to happen. Like, I think we have to reward the proper responses. Right. If you, if you Bro. start feeding that, that instead of feeding a rape culture, start feeding a culture of protection. Mm-hmm. Then we'll start seeing more of it because people are people. They know when shit's wrong. That's true. I mean, I I think that that's the that's the piece of it. It's like people, we men have to step up when they see these things. We have to stand in the gap for when we see these things. We can't just allow things things to happen and they go unchecked. And that's and that I think that that's the piece of it. I don't, I don't feel like women can check it because it's it, it's almost like and I I hate bringing race into it. But it's almost well, like perfect, perfect example. I know exactly. when when they're when they're talking about like you know how can we dismantle white supremacy? It's like ask white people. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> they, they invented that shit. They like, invented why? this shit. Men, you dismantle this kind of dudes that you hanging around with. You know what you know what these dudes are capable of. Or you see your dude dragging this drunk girl to the room. You make sure you know that that she's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you make you like it, that's the the way I start to think about it. It's like because that's how I think. That's how I think, and we need to make that thought culture prominent, right? And so this and this goes back to the question, right? Like going back to the subject, are men necessary? I think that's like exactly to it. I think the reason that we're having a lot of issues, I think we're seeing a uh, real men kind of drop off. Right. Um, So I think we're in a wonderful place, a very dangerous place, but it's a wonderful place because we're in a place where we're redefining a lot of definitions about a lot of things. So we're going back to that definition of man that was defined a long time ago and saying, what were the problems with that? Where can we more accurately understand what this was? Um, One of the things that I want to talk about today is the whole idea of the women being the more emotional figure. And I, I don't I personally don't believe that to be true. Right. I believe that one of the things that men provide is discipline. Um, I kind of draw my definition of what a woman and a man is from like a, like a metaphysical standpoint. Like, I don't okay. believe that a woman is exclusively feminine and I don't believe that a man is exclusively masculine. I believe like when you see a man, he is some combination of masculinity and femininity to some sure. degree, right? Um, and so I think there's this thing when you have what we're in the 21st century, like where the, the roles of women are are slowly becoming acclimated to the same place as men. You know, you still got stuff like the pink tax, but the opportunity for women to be millionaires is much larger than it would have been uh, hundreds of years ago and stuff like that. You, you have to start redefining what a man is because it was easy enough to say, well, I'm the breadwinner, right? Like I make the money, I come home, I supply the check, you handle the money. Now that can't be the sole propriety propriety of our identity it, you have to go deeper like what is a what does it mean to be a provider like you mentioned earlier beyond just money mm-hmm. right and so what i think in terms of this whole emotional conversation that i'm having um i think we are meant to be as emotional creatures as women the problem is when you allow your emotions to dictate your actions you allow your emotions to dictate your thoughts right if you you mitigate your thoughts and the things that you think, you cannot change the way that you feel, but you can change the way that you think, right? And over a period of time, uh, the thoughts patterns that you're developing are going to cause you to have different emotional reactions than you're having. But that can go the other way. It can go the way where you have, your emotions are beginning to dictate the cycles 
of thought that you have. And now the thoughts are telling you what to feel, but that is a feedback loop stemming from the emotions. And so I feel like one of the things that men supply are boundaries, right? I'm not going to allow my emotions to dictate the circle. They're prevalent and necessary, but I need to have this ability to step out of that and to not dismiss the emotions, right? But to step out of a place where I can understand them, right? Like I can understand the importance of them and how they're necessary. I believe this is one like, to me, this is a central figure in the masculine identity, this whole idea of discipline and not to say that women are not disciplined, right? Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be like the absence of. This, right. It, no, I, I, I think I agree with you. And that's, I think that's the point that I was trying to make. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like women are more outwardly emotional, meaning they, they have an emotion, they act on an emotion, like almost immediately. It's like a, a click. Like, I'm mad at you, like, nigga, fuck you. You know I, what I'm saying? See, and I, I'm not saying. I don't know, I'm not saying that, I don't know. I mean, I don't hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't let, agree. Let, let I'm finish, not necessarily agree with the way he's landing. Let, let me finish what I'm saying. Let me see. Let me finish okay, what I'm saying. I feel like, and this is something that I've seen from from just the the my my friend circle. Men get mad, and they do. They act out in a in a dumb way later on. They are, you know, they 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 get upset about something. You know, they may not be. They may not come out and say it they hold it in and then they go do some dumb shit and it's like i think that that's a that's the the piece of it that i i've seen at the same time though an emotionally intelligent man doesn't like you said doesn't necessarily let his emotions dictate how he interacts in that moment he takes himself out of it he looks at the emotions and say okay is this is this valid should i should i move on this or should i at, react a different way or or respond a different way and um in order to keep you know the 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 emotional stability at my house at a certain level right you know but i but I, you know I, I get what you're saying i'm just saying i feel like women are more outwardly emotional and men are more like you know you know i think that it's like it's like it goes through a longer factory and then the man ends up like doing something based on emotion later on I, I think it's it I don't really think it's gender based. Mm -hmm. I think like it's emotional intelligence, like you said. Oh, okay. Whether it's man or woman, like uh, an uh, uh, emotionally um, immature woman will do just about as much damage as an emotionally immature man. Absolutely. Well, and okay. and everybody has the same emotions in their database. And one thing that I feel like if we if we have men in a power structure the way that we've set this conversation up is that we've allowed men to dictate that women are more emotional mm -hmm. and that's how we kind of leverage that they're weaker they can't handle it mm -hmm. when in actuality i you know structurally if you want to look at the physical capacity of the brain women have more lanes in their highway than we do right so they're actually more capable of handling all the emotions. That delay in our reaction may be us processing it versus do we really feel it? I think gotcha. we, we have to be careful and note that emotional intelligence or emotional maturity is not gender-based. If you put an emotionally mature woman with an emotionally immature man, that's gonna be a short relationship. You put right. an emotionally mature man with an emotionally immature woman, that's probably going to be a short-lived relationship. Right. And 
And I just think that, that that's something that we had to be mindful of that at the end of the day, the shortcoming in our society is not whether men are necessary or women are not necessary. The question is, are emotionally immature adults necessary? <laughs> and, and I'll be here to argue that that's, they're not. They, they serve no purpose other than to, <laughs> to be in this space that we, we see on the news every day. You know, and I just, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I, I, I just. I completely agree with you, uh, Tell Mikhail. I don't disagree with anything that you said, but I think for me, you're looking at it from a socio, uh, a psychological standpoint and a sociological yeah. standpoint. And I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. I definitely don't think that emotional, emotional intelligence should not be marked as a feminine trait. Like that, right. that's, yeah, yeah, it no, should no. be equally, that's not what I'm arguing, right? So let me just get into it. Like I told you, my definition is a little bit more metaphysical. It's a little bit more in the realm of philosophy. I believe one of the roles of men is to provide as was mentioned earlier. I think one of the things that we are also meant to do is to bring purpose, right? And not to like, I believe that one of the key roles of like, when I say, what are we meant to do? This is not an exclusivity, but this is what was like, we were individualized to do. I believe individual women were individualized to multiply purpose, right? They're an incubator. They're an incubator of things. Like um, there's a famous, uh, he's a, he's dead now, but he was a pastor. And uh, he, he has this example of like, when you look at a woman, right? You give her sperm, she turns it into a child, right? You give her- Oh yeah, I've heard, I've heard that, yeah. yeah. Right, you give her your emotion, her, like you give her negativity, she's gonna multiply the negativity and give it back to you a uh, hundredfold, <laughs> right? You give, her, you give her a house, she turns it into a home. You give her yourself, she makes you more of a man, right? And see, this is why I mentioned that conversation earlier, like let men handle men, but you gotta realize some of your, some of your ability to be a better man is wrapped up in women. Right there's a there's a codependency there, and I don't mean that in a uh, the negative like, tense, in a right? Negative in a negative sense, sense yeah. That's right? a, but yeah. there's there's a balance there. So th that's kind of like one of the things that I think is necessary. And so I think we've seen a decline in things and ideas of things like purpose and discipline because the man, one of the things that he provides very well is boundary, right? He provides the boundaries of where, where, what parameters do your emotions, where are they allowed to reign and where is your will allowed to reign and where is the difference, where is the boundary between those two, right? Not to let your will, like not to let your emotions overstep their boundary. Mm -hmm. So now we have a lot of people and, and, and one of the, and I'm not, and let me back, let me slow down. Uh, Take your time, man. I got because I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I, I mean, when you say boundary, I'm so let me just add this, and maybe this could help. I hope it helps. Okay, me fully grasp it. When you say the term that we set, we set a an emotional boundary. I'm I'm a visual person, so what that means is that when you say a man sets a boundary, I see the women in the capacity where they're pushing the boundary and we're like no we're not gonna go that far like it's too dangerous to go that far like we're almost like a a milestone or or checkpoint for whatever's happening in that moment is that what i'm Here, here's an example here's okay. an example. i used to get whooped i was bad i was a bad kid i got in trouble often some of the times when i got in trouble my mom would step in for me out of compassion right she was come in, she'd be like, come on, don't whoop him. She would, 
And, and part of it is because the person who used to discipline me sometimes was abusive. So it's understandable. Gotcha. However, all of the times that she stepped in weren't, weren't, weren't good for me, right? Some of them discipline that I got, I needed. And so it wasn't that the man was less emotional, right? He was saying, this is not the space for you, for your compassion in this instance, right? What, it, what is necessary is discipline, right? What is necessary is this. And so it's not to say that your emotions are not important. It's to say that they can't dictate this space, right? Um, and I don't, and I think men or women are capable of this, but I believe that this is often in, the, the role of the person who instills this is often the father. Oh, but see, that's the key phrase. Is he, a, is he a dad or is he just the father of the child? Right. So, you know, we're talking about impact of a man in a child's life. Like when I say a man has to be in a man's a child's life, I don't necessarily mean the biological father. I mean, just a structure. And, and I gave the example that whenever there's something that the child sees as a threat, they seek out that man. Mm -hmm. We bring about, as Sam say, a, a sense of peace in the house, like, you know, the mom could be in one of her moods and she takes privilege over the children because those are her children. Mm -hmm. So she's like, sit your ass down somewhere and da 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 yeah. and bark and go take out the garbage and go clean up your room and just, just take all types yeah, of privilege yeah. on the child. The child will seek out the man in the house. Not to, some will try to manipulate, but they, they not to necessarily manipulate, yeah. but find shelter. Mm -hmm. So like I was yeah. saying, when I think of, when you say boundary, that's what I see. When my kids come to my man's space, I was gonna say, when my kids come to my man's space, they come together and they bring in all they ish, they, they tablets, they toys, they come sit on my couch and I could be doing whatever. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing down here? And not too much later, I hear boom, 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 boom you know, above me. And it's my wife yeah, going through yeah. and they yeah. are moving out of the way of the storm. <laughs> and that's how I perceive it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like they they they, they recognize they are come they are coming to get their peace. They're, They're coming, coming to get, get the peace. peace. And and to me, yeah. obviously, it you know you shared, and I appreciate you sharing uh, your experience growing up. He was not in a place where he was a peacemaker, right? And it may be because he didn't have a peacemaker to model himself after. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's what I'm saying. Like it's. It's generational. Where I come from in the South, we call it generational curses, right? It's like, if your dad is an alcoholic, you're probably going to be an alcoholic if you ain't careful. You know, you yeah. have to be mindful of, and that keyword mindful of, of it all. And I, I don't know, I don't know that, I, I get the metaphysical thing. I, it's I, just, got, I got a story that I actually, I'm, I'm actually kind of in agreement with what you're saying, Amir. Mm -hmm. And I have a story that that kind of mirrors what you're saying about the emotional boundary, right? Like mm -hmm. we, we can get take ourselves out and create the emotional boundary. Let me give you guys an example. I my my you know like Mikhail, I got twins, okay? And check that shit out. The you, you know the wow. <laughs> the my twin girls, you know they, yeah, it is. It is wild, isn't it? Uh, but like, like Mikhail, my twins, you know, we, we, it's a, it's a rough go having two kids at once. My wife wanted to breastfeed our children and, you know, and so they slept in the bed with us for a year. 
uh, that didn't, you know, that was a year. We talked about that. We, we said that's what we were going to do. We agreed, me and my wife agreed that that's what we would do, okay? So a year goes by and they're still in the bed. You know, they're still in the bed. My, my wife is, you know, and so, you know, I bring it up casually and she's, she's ignoring it kind of. That's basically what it is. She's ignoring my, my request. Um, and then so one day I decided, I said, look, you know, we were in the car. I had a trap so she couldn't go anywhere from the conversation. And I say, look, the kids, it's, it was like 18 months. I said, the kids have to sleep in their beds. We were at this point, we were zombies. Mikhail Amir, me and my wife were butting heads like crazy. Like mm -hmm. I hadn't had a real night's sleep in 18 months. And I'm talking about real, cause I could not sleep. You know, every two hours or so, somebody's waking up and they're feeding and they're crying and all this. And I was just like, nah, this, 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 I can't continue to, do, to live like this. My wife, you know, she goes, uh, and I told her, I said, well, they're going to sleep in their cribs tonight. My wife goes, and because of her hormones, she gets pissed. You know, she doesn't, I'm talking about, my wife doesn't even get mad like that, but I'm talking about like irate in the car, yelling at me. She is pissed, right? So we get home, you know, the guy, I got the kids. And I'm like, okay, look, can you know, let's let's kind of put a nighttime routine together and like just you know start this. My wife said, nah, you put them to bed yourself. <laughs> now, now understand me, and Mikhail, you know, you know my pain. You're talking about twins that have never slept in their cribs alone ever. The first night is always the hardest night. And she made me put them to bed on my own. And the issue that had, and I did it, you know, it took me three hours, but I put him to bed. But I understood that her emotions were, were, were actually becoming a detriment to our family at that point. Right. It wasn't bad emotions. She's trying to care for the kids, nurture for our children. That's, that's something you want from your, your, your wife and the mother of your children. Mm -hmm. However, I had to create a boundary for that emotion and say, look, this emotion has gone too far. The kids are fine. They will thrive outside of our beds. They will sleep and they will wake up and they will be safe. And that is, I think that that's a piece of what you're saying to me is like, sometimes yeah. men have to come in and say, you know, 100%. because we are built a little different, you know, cause she was, she was a wreck. My, my wife was a wreck. Like talking about emotional wrecks, crying, not in a good space. And so I had to protect her from herself in that instance. That's good. Yeah, that's that's kind of exactly the direction that that I was uh that I was going in, right? Okay. Like you're 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 almost you're you're literally genetically built to respond differently. Like you're not going to respond identically to her as the person who produced a child out of her own womb. Like you're not. Um and that's not the only, that's not in the only situation. Like think about any idea such as war. You're not allowed to be emotional in a place like, you probably are extremely emotional in a place such as war. Who has traditionally fought wars? Men, right? And so there's, there's a necessary ability to be able, like, like I think women have um, 
an excellent ability to nurture. And I think that men are also nurturers. And that's another point that I wanted to eventually touch on. But you don't always have time to lick your wounds. Sometimes it's a necessary skill to ignore the wound till you're in a safe space to lick the wound, right? Like there was a movie, this man got shot by an arrow and he was in the middle of a blizzard. He couldn't treat the wound in the middle of the blizzard. He would have died. He had to get to a space where it was safe for him to treat it. So my point in that is you may be emotionally crippled, but it's a necessary thing. And I think this is part of what it means as to be the head of your household, right? You, you have to mitigate between those spaces where, where like the, the, the woman may be like, this needs to be treated. This is infected, or this is, this is like, this is something that I cannot ignore in this instance and in this moment. Whereas you're like, we have to. Like, right, I get it, I understand it, I, I sympathize with that, I feel that, but this is what needs to be done. And we need to do this, we, this needs to be, we need, we'll, we'll put that on the back burner and handle this. Um, so what I'm saying is not that women do not have that ability. Remind you, we're talking about two different levels of things. We're talking about a, what you see as for men as, and fathers as a collective versus the like what you see as a woman or, or a mother as a collective. If you were to zoom in on the personal level, yes, for example, men are on average taller than women. That doesn't mean there are no women that aren't taller than any men, right? You're talking about a, a collective, like how, how are you able to identify them? What will be the things that separate them? And I believe that's one of them. When men have the a great ability to provide boundary, that's part of what it means to provide security in, a, in a many different fashions. Um, emotionally, physically, um, I think, and and that that spills out into a lot of other yeah, things. That, 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 yeah, because for me, first and foremost, let me say this: one of the things when we reflect on history, uh, we we could be a victim of believing our own history, and okay. and what that means is that you know, for example, we mentioned like white supremacy. So the lesson is, oh, we're we're more you know superior than than black people, right. and there's some people that actually have carried that on for generations and believe. But you know, I was reading some stuff on African civilization and women fought in these wars. And I'm, and no, there's a difference between, between getting shot with a bullet and getting speared. Like it's just not the same. And it's, it's a little more. Uh... Yeah. So, but, but we contemporary in a contemporary sense, we believe women shouldn't fight wars and, or couldn't fight wars. And that's something that's been yeah. kind of driven home to serve the, the male superiority complex, just like there's white superiority, there's a male superiority. We are growing up, we've grown up in and um, procreated in a Euro perspective society. Okay. Where, where it, yeah, and, and it's not, that's why I have to be careful about the comparisons because there's a book I read, uh, it's called Sperm Wars. Hmm. And this whole conversation is all over sperm wars, by the way. Oh, really? Okay. That from, from the rape, like the book teaches rape was necessary. Oof. Oh. In, in the era of nomadic man. Like that's right. that's the only way we could procreate. Cause you know, you couldn't have sex inside without creating, you know, abnormalities and the child yeah. would die because it was, you know, strong would survive. So the man would just, you know. He see the woman in the field picking stuff, and he run up and, and it wasn't just the psychological effect of rape that that caused it. The woman has to receive the sperm because the woman's vagina is very toxic to sperm naturally. 
So it literally the strongest sperm will survive. That's where it comes from. And at the end of the day, the, the sperm wars talks about how society has shaped how we find mates now versus the environment. So the environment back then was harsh. It took harsh mat. It took harshness to actually procreate. Right now we've kind of softened society up, and now mm -hmm. you're just looking at okay, so who can provide? So when we yeah. say protection, it's really based on the social construct that's been set up. For me personally, I think the role of a man, and I, and I said this on a, one of our podcasts, Sam, the role of a man is to protect children. That's good. I like that's that. it. That's interesting. That's it. We're not here. To, we protect women as a way to protect children, but they are not. Women are not our primary subject of protection. Okay. Primary subject of protection is children, and it plays out in our art. So when you watch movies, what do what do the parents do? It's not oh, let me say my wife. It's oh, give me my kids. You know what I mean? Like it's mm -hmm. it plays out artistically, but it's not comfortable to say as a man in this society. I'm not here to protect yeah. women. When in actuality, when you look at history of man, that's really <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense historically too. When you think yeah. about, like, when you think about, um, we were just talking about um, Nordic culture. Like, it was very yeah. often that they they wanted their children. Their children were the legacy that they were passing right. on. They care more, way more about the children yeah, than the women. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Right. Yeah. That's so that's what, and that's what I'm saying. I feel when the feminist makes the argument that women are equal, me as a man and a person that studies the human condition historically to now, and I'm not a paleontologist, obviously, but just just understanding human behavior, I agree with them. They can pull a trigger just like me. Yeah, yeah. And and they have emotions just like me. What sets us apart is our ability to create assets to society and not liabilities in our children and i think that that's what that to me is what makes our genders unique the ability like a, a, the, the whole concept of, of bringing a child's mouth to your breast mm -hmm. and feeding that child and that child taking in nourishment and looking into the eyes of its mother creates a chemical connection right right me standing by she can't defend herself while she's feeding the child, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm standing by like, yo, what the fuck was that? I'm about to go see about this <laughs> shit. And I needed to be yeah. bigger. I needed it. <laughs> and you fast forward all of that. It's, it's still the same. We are, everything about being a woman is in a child. Everything about being a man is in a child. That is our legacy. And we are yeah. engineered to protect it. That and but I don't like that's like so biological to me. I definitely think it's important. And you know, you you can't. I, how can you escape biology? You can't. You can't that's not the it. argument. I'm not excluding biology, but I'm okay. including other parts of the conversation is more of what I'm looking at. Like for example, uh, going back to the whole like on average, men are taller than women. I totally don't believe that women couldn't fight in wars. That's that's not what I'm arguing. But if like, just like I said, that one average men are taller than women, that doesn't mean there aren't any women that aren't taller than some men, right? Like, there will of be. Of course, yeah. Yeah, right. so have the fluctuation. Joe Rogan had a podcast on this, and it was talking about should transgender men be allowed to fight with uh, the sex men, like who were born as the sex men. Mm -hmm. And so, like, they were talking about, like, a man who has. Uh, 
who was born with male genitalia who becomes transgender in women, a lot of them are dominating the other women in that field. Why? Because you can have a woman who is a beast. She could be a monster. She could, you could be a black belt, whatever. She can knock you cold out. She can knock a lot of men out. But if you took another beast, like a man, like, like you mm -hmm. took somebody like as equal, equivalently a beast as a man, the likelihood is that man will still dominate that woman in a fight. So is it actually fair? So I do believe that women and men should be equal in stature. I don't think that they're equal in quality. Like, and quality doesn't mean value. That's not what I mean. I mean, quality is attributes. I don't think they're equal in attributes. They're I'm careful with that because traditionally Asian men are, are small. You know, Viet Vietnamese men gave our soldiers hell. I mean, pure hell. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not what's in the fight. It's, it's not what's fighting. It's what's in the fight. And the reason why I say biology is a key component, or for me, the leading component, because everything else after biology is idealism, is literally what the leading or whoever the power structure thinks it is, is right. being bled down. And that to me is the flaw in manhood. It's like, yeah. I've decided to go outside of what biology tells me that I am to create another structure so that I can dominate or be superior over another, which to me is a toxic place. You know, I don't do the toxic masculinity thing too much, but I'm just talking about, but I do believe in toxic thinking and, and that you are poisoning your mind. And if you poison your mind, like you said, what you think will, you know, it manifests itself. Right. So that's why I'm careful with it. That's, that's one reason I kind of stay in the, the lane of science and the biology sense, sense. because it's, it's, yeah. it's data that cannot be refuted. Exactly. And I think that that's another piece of it. Like, I mean, if you take it to a, another side, like when I think about women, when I think about who I would allow to handle my things, the most important things to me, <laughs> I always think about a woman and it's, it, it's because of the way their brains are set up, you know, it's because that I know that they can handle more up here than I can. It's it's proven. It's not at like one a, time. Yeah. At, one yeah, time. at one time. Yeah. Right. It's, it's proven. It's not something I'm making up. I know because when I'm on the phone and my wife's talking to me and my kids are asking me for something, whatever, I cannot function. You know, my wife, she can do Paralysis. that. She's on the phone with her mom. She's typing away. The kids are asking her for something. She's giving them what they need. You know. And that is an email at the same yeah, time. I mean, it's, it's wild. Like I can't even, I can't even speak and read at the same time. And my wife, and my wife makes fun of me because she's like, what, what? Like she, I'll be reading something and she'd be speaking to me and she's like, hello. I'm like, look, I I'm reading. <laughs> I am reading. You like, why are you trying to talk? Like, I know yeah, you like, think that I can, yeah, I can like, I, both think, yeah, I understand. Like, I, I'm bringing, it's a one lane highway, okay? Yeah, and that, yeah. I think that's what Mikhail was saying. They have, they have many, many lanes. But, and I think that that's the, that's the piece of it. I'm not, I'm not trying to take away, but when uh, we're talking about, by, I, I agree with Mikhail. I like to bring biology and put, or if, if the way I look at it, I put biology at the top. Right. Because okay, that so, is that is what we are. You know, right. we can't and we we can't get away from that. And everything else, and I get it, philosophy matters, right? Because there it's a study over time of right. of of, of, of the, the interactions that we've had. But 
that I think that that is the piece of it that is kind of bringing us to this conversation. Right. You know, is what's bringing us to this conversation is over time, the role and the way we are viewed as men has shifted. And there are and men is it shifting here, back or shifting back? Is we it don't shifting fucking back know. to what it was? We don't or know. Is it shifting forward? I, I don't know. I, and to me, so, that's the that's the philosophy. Yeah. It's like <laughs> did this exist before? Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's kind of where I'm going. So, like you tell me, you and that kind of goes to what I'm talking about. Our capabilities may I'm not saying they're drastically different, but you just told me that a, a woman's brain is literally neurologically uh, programmed to be able to handle more things at once than a man. That is correct. Yes. But you're not, that doesn't interpret why. It's, it's an observation. Science observ observes what and is often the evidence behind our whys, right? Right. Like Bahala, the things that we have. But I think personally for me, everything goes back to philosophy. So like I I'm once and I want to remind you that I'm not discluding. I think it's just as you're saying, it's excellent evidence. And it's and it and it holds us intellectually responsible to say when you give me an idea, well, show me is there any evidence that can back this idea that you created? So it's not just some grandiose claim. So right. I definitely agree. And I like how you challenged me when you brought up women who come into war and things like that. I think that's important. But I think also the thing that guides this. Uh, conversation is depends on your worldview and how you look at what's important. Like, do, is there an, a governing force that de, that decides what a man is and what a woman is? And maybe we deviate from what that is, right? Over societal, like over history and as society changes, right? So what I'm looking at is, okay, you tell me this biological difference that women are able to do that. Is there deeper implication, not biologically as to why that happened, but why that they were designed that way to begin with. And that's more of the conversation that I'm having, if that makes sense. Oh God. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a God conversation. Cause I mean, some of, I'll be honest honestly, honestly, I, I, over my years, the Bible reads him, but I'm starting to believe more her just from, because of the biology, right? Okay. So if we're talking about, you know, God creating man, he creates life, let there be life seven days, you know, and, and days are relative in the Bible because there are people that live for thousands of years. So what does that really look like? And if, if, if I think about it, God gives life. The only one of us out of the dyad, the two that gives life is a woman. And if we're talking about taking a rib, and, and, and molding and making the other creature, I'm the only one with the additional appendage that could have been a rib. You know, That's I'm talking about- interesting. Yeah, I'm just putting mm. it in like, <laughs> you, you, if you take the verbiage and you look at it and you be artistic <laughs> with it, creative with it. Like there's so many things that, that lead me to, to see perspective and the strength. To me, a woman is God, right? So, um, what that means for me is I revere her. The Bible teaches us that a woman is wisdom. God refers to wisdom as her. Like, you know, when you start seeing the pattern of it all, there's, there's more strength in women. And to me, knowing human condition, some mm. man somewhere that felt below himself decided to tear women down to make him feel better than he is. And that, that message got out. And more men signed on to it. And that's how we got to where we are. I agree. 
And so, you know, society being what it is now equalizing everything, I feel like we're actually kind of getting back to where, where I guess we women, where should be. Where, where, where we should have always. Now that's, 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 that's me personally. Right there. I agree with you. I'm, we're of the same mind. This is, <laughs> okay. Going in the direction that I was trying to go. I was oh, trying okay, to. Nah, you, you should just ask me for this time, man. What's I, <laughs> I got to tell you all the real. What it was. Hey. So, so here's the thing though. And you mentioned a couple of things that I would have liked to touch on in, in more depth, but the idea is people make it seem like either man is made in God's image or women is made in God's image. Who's the more dominant figure? I think his nature was divided amongst us, mm -hmm. right? Like women look like God exclusively in a way that we do not in right. certain aspects. Oh, but the same conversation is true as man. Man is exclusively in a different fashion and God is not gendered. His The reason that gender exists is because his attributes were divided. Divided. Men and women, right? Equally, equally so. Yeah. Emotionally too. Exactly. God, God was vengeful at one Come point. Oh man. God hey, was man. angry at one point. God Y'all niggas preaching right was, now. <laughs> so you know, it's just a deeper concept. Like I do biology, but I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. Okay. We can we click. Yeah. This, is, this is fun. Uh, yeah, so so but as you talk about the man and, and the rib, actually, uh if you study the the the, the text and the etymology behind that, the word rib doesn't literally mean rib. It more rib, actually right. means like terrace, like the edge of something. So you, mm -hmm. it could be more accurately interpreted in as half. Um, so I like to play down, play around with that paradigm a little bit. If we had more time, I would have talked about like my whole idea hey, behind hey, it. Hey man, look, we part can two. do this again. We can do a part two. Like, no, uh, look. But by by all means, man, I enjoyed this conversation, man, and I, we can definitely Absolutely. get back on and 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 start from where we ended. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pick up from I think, I think yeah, I think coming coming full coming full circle with this conversation, it'd be really really good to to bring it back around. You get what I'm yeah. saying? And and I think that we've gotten to a point here that it's a good stopping point, but it's a good like bringing it all the way around. The reason to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. bring it back. Men are totally necessary, but you know, are we are we where we were? Are we closer to where we were? Probably, you know, we're coming back around to where things should be, and that's a good piece of it, man. Um, Amir, man, I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate yeah. you, the yeah, invite absolutely. to have the conversation, bro. Thank you for 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 finding us, for and thinking I, of us, know, finding us, yeah, for thinking of us and wanting to have this conversation with us, man. Man, I've been, I've enjoyed this. This was an awesome collab. Like, first off, thank you for uh, allowing me on to onto a space with you guys, man. It's been fun. I love to see, like, man, it was this was such a dynamic exchange of ideas coming from <laughs> so many different places. It just made it a blast. So, uh, I'm definitely uh, excited to leave our audience on a cliffhanger for a part two, man. Like that, that'd be fun. No, nah, we'll definitely come back and, and do this again, man. I'm, I, I, I love the the conversation. Let Let's tell the people where we where they can find you. And then I'll tell them where they can find us. Yeah, so um, you can you can find me at comfort underscore free on Instagram, TikTok, um, and on those social medias. I have links to all of the platforms. But if you look up comfort free, which is one word, comfort free conversations, uh, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, uh, a plethora. If you can name it, I'm probably on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but definitely uh, tune into some of the other stuff that I've got and. Uh, what about you guys? Where, where yeah, man. Hey, look, I've listened to some of Comfort Free. He's 
he definitely is making you think outside the box. He's pushing the boundaries, which is good, you know, because these conversations need to be had. Uh, it's me. I'm at Call Me Dupe. It's You Good Bruh Podcast on on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we're on all on uh, all um yeah, streaming, all streaming platforms, YouTube, uh, and it's YG Bruh Pod on Twitter. Well, that's the end of this episode. If you like this kind of content or you just want to support me in what I'm doing, go to Stereo.com slash Comfort underscore free or go to ComfortFreeMerch.com to check out a bunch of cool accessories to support ideas that you may like from this podcast. And as always, question anything and challenge everything.